Welcome to Night Kids Podcast. This Tuesday, May 17th, 2022, where we talk about everything under the stars. I am joined by Yanonick. Pro- Professor Daxter. Well, and Rainbow Kisses. What's going on, guys? Having a fantastic day. You know, another day. Oh yeah, me too. It's been a good week. May 15th was a good day. Does anybody know why? No. Uh, Just started the week? No. No, that was Sunday. Kendrick Lamar finally released his album. Oh, right. It was last Friday. Now I can die happy. (laughs) Was it good? I haven't heard it yet. I've listened to it way too many times already. Way too many. I'm pretty sure Eminem said that he was the uh, one of the goats, which is pretty impressive for like a goat to call somebody else a goat. I Wait, sister. So um, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, you're saying Eminem called Kendrick Lamar Kendrick? a goat? A goat? Oh wow, yeah, that's which is like one of the most one of the best feelings that you can have is like to be somebody... acknowledged a goat by the by a goat. By the yeah, goat. Pretty yeah. Cool. I'd be pretty you... happy about that. <laughs> that's pretty dope. <clears throat> yeah, well actually uh... speaking of uh Eminem, I actually have something that I thought was funny. That do you guys know April Samurai? No. The name sounds familiar. He's on Twitter. He's a Sonic he plays Sonic on Twitch and stuff. I'm trying to find it. Somebody he so he responded on Twitter to somebody else. So the original poster is not Samurai. However, somebody said Eminem's music lacks substance. Music is supposed to have cultural significance. Rapping about intricate ways of murdering parents, siblings, cats, and dogs while high on opi- opioids ain't it. And then so me and him had like a discussion back and forth because his original response was. Uh, music doesn't always have to have cultural significance. Sometimes it is just what it is. Also, a lot of M songs where he speaks on his life and struggles has plenty of substance, like maybe actually listening to him instead of just saying, you know, ish. And I was like, I was like, imagine com- people, I said, imagine people comparing 2000 Eminem to today's Eminem, the original poster, not you. The original poster is talking about a man who helped shape the culture of hip hop and has changed and grown with it. And then we basically just went down a rabbit hole of like, how ridiculous it is to call Eminem not part of the culture. <laughs> I'm shocked that that's even... See, here's what I think I can happening. talk about the man that talked about the FCC that won't let him be. Mm, mm, bars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't understand why um, that's even a, a, a topic because if you think about it, one, a lot of, uh, a lot of rappers use uh, Eminem uh, as a reference, as a point of of where they want to be, where like goals, you know what I mean. Um, and then on top of that, if you didn't come from that era, if you didn't wasn't, you know what? How obviously that person didn't listen. They they listened to I guess parts of Eminem and said this is if this is what Eminem is, I'm done with it. But you have it's a story he's building. He's he's telling you his life. And plus, well, like if you if Every goat that's been on a track with him is like, yo, I had Eminem on my track and I knew I had to go hard. Mm. Settled, bro. Like, there's literally nothing. The last, 
literally the last thing that I said about the comment was I was like, imagine talking bad about somebody whenever like the only people that talk bad about Eminem in the culture are the people that aren't even at the table. Like, like right exactly little wayne kendrick you know hobson you know futuristic all like anybody that's anybody that like makes hip-hop like you know says that eminem's one of the greatest of all time so 100 well enough about eminem and hip-hop and kendrick lamar's excellent album if you guys haven't listened to it please go listen to it it'll change your life uh we yeah, have this week, we have seven topics that we're going to go over. Um, yeah, quite a bit. That's a, that's a lot. Can, yeah, see if we can push through this in the next hour and 15 minutes. Any topics that you guys are interested in getting to first? She-Hulk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so we're just going to go out, go in with a bang. Yeah, so uh, She-Hulk trailer dropped. So I'm going to go ahead and get this set up and y'all tell me what you guys it's gonna are It's going to be on expecting. Disney Plus, right? It's going to oh, be on 100%. Disney Plus. It's a show, right? It's a show, not a movie. It is a show. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Yo, I'm pumped for this. I, so excited. Uh, she's like a lawyer, right? So she's a lawyer during the day and then a bodyguard crime fighter at night is the way I understand it. I feel like, wasn't there a She-Hulk cartoon where it was, like, the same premise? I believe so. It's been so long. She-Hulk cartoon. I don't know about the cartoon, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, a it's like a crime drama. Or, or it's a crime, like, um, courthouse drama. So this comes from uh, Gizmodo.com by Sabina Graves. Tatiana Maslany is She-Hulk, attorney at law in new trailer. Uh, finally, we have our first full look at She-Hulk Attorney at Law starring Tatiana Maslany. I'm butchering her name as Attorney Jennifer Walters, cousin to Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo, who also becomes very green and tall when she's angry. The Marvel Studios and Disney Plus comedy chronicles her journey to manage her She-Hulk powers while also taking on superhuman-oriented legal cases and dating, according to this new trailer. So I'm going to go ahead and play it, give you guys a second to catch up. Being a superhero is a trial by fire. Who's going to protect the world if not people like you? I'm Jennifer Walters. I'm a lawyer. I have great friends. Can we get some shots, please? It's an emergency. Uh, demanding job. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Cuz we didn't ask for this, but you still gotta deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Bruce, I feel like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes. Yes, yes, no, no. I just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. That is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. 
more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. Oh, my God. All right, so they probably didn't hear anything you guys are saying because it's really so loud. Did she just destroy that courtroom? She, <laughs> she destroyed like something. Of... I don't know if it was a courtroom. I'm pretty sure it was his courtroom. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in the trailer, we see Walters being tasked with that very specific niche at work, probably due to her family Avengers connection, all while also grappling with her own set of powers and needing her cousin's help. You can already tell that Mussolini and Raffalo are going to be a riot together. When Bruce tells Jennifer to channel anger and fear and fear to transform, she retorts that that's like the baseline for any woman just existing. Clever and very real. Yeah, I'm a... Yeah. I don't like the design. Am I alone in that? Like, I didn't uh, like, her, I heard, like her Hulk design. I didn't like it. Am I alone? Um... Hmm. I can't say I have feel that. Yeah, same. I feel like it's too early for me to judge on. I mean, I don't know. Like, whenever I think of the Hulk, or when I see the Hulk, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just more iconic to me. You know what I mean? I okay, guys. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. I found the clip or found the part where it does look like Kick Ass is in this film. I want y'all to see this picture. I'm dropping in the podcast chat um and let me know does that look like kick-ass or not for those of you who are interested in looking at the image at uh, btg pulls it up yo it does look like (laughs) was that from the trailer that was from the trailer it does look like kick-ass oh shoot yo i love matt murdoch it would make sense matt murdoch's in this though yeah it would yeah yeah he was in spider-man right yeah, that would link to Hulk and Spider-Man and, you know. Yeah, you all in New York City. Yep. Yeah. That would be pretty dope. Now, I'm excited for it. Uh, August 17th. It's one of those shows that I'll watch and I hope that it's good, but I, like, I'm not dying to see it, but I want to see it, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like it, It's not like what Loki was for me. Loki it's was definitely... pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's but a... like, I was like, excited to see Loki. Like I was pumped to see Loki. Yeah, I think Loki was one of those things where, like, uh, you knew it was going to have a huge impact on the universe. So you're like, oh, I have to see this. I don't know if this will, but we'll see. You know, Marvel does their thing and they do it well. So I feel like Moon Moon Knight is doing that um, kind of impact. I impacting. haven't seen it yet. I want to see it. I haven't seen oh. it yet. No, no, you're good. You're good. I just letting you know I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. That some recent events in Moon Knight uh, basically are giving us ideas as to who villains are going to be in the MCU and kind of building that backstory. I see what Mar- um, what Disney and Marvel is doing. They're give- doing these shows to kind of give backstory instead of putting out full-length films that are millions of dollars and, and, and instead putting it in a show so that you get an idea of what is to come. And, also, and you, can see, you can also see what sticks, right? Like, show form is not as expensive, so if this doesn't stick, they can rethink of where they're going with it, you know? So. But yeah, for Mar- sure. Marvel's really good at kind of um, 
predicting where the story's going. I'm not predicting, uh, going this story long path. So mm-hmm. you're right; they can switch it up along the way. Because I'm, I am concerned about Black Panther two with all the, all the devastating and tragic and and you know, stuff going on in in uh, Black Panther. Uh, so I'm curious as to see what they do with the film since so many changes have been made over time. I think I think Marvel will do it right. They're very dedicated. I think I, I think Disney also plays a part in that, but I think they're very dedicated in making sure that they don't let the community community down. I guess um, there's only been a few misses. Like I think Eternals was pretty okay at best, but like overall, like the big names. Not too worried about like Black Panther too much. Um, yeah, I feel they're not gonna let those fail. You you know the backlash if Black Panther fails after Chad, you know Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Like, also I think that's why I think Marvel does so much better than DC when it comes to their movies is because they do the story path rather than throwing in characters and be like, we're gonna tell the story and their story arc at the same time. Good luck, you know what I mean. Sorry. Right, they build up everybody's stuff through everybody, every other movie, every other show. Like, Mark. so by the time you get to it, you're like, "Oh yeah, I understand what's going on." And the more that I think about it, like the buyout from Disney was so smart for Marvel, right? Because we have Disney oh, yeah. Plus now, and so like, imagine if we didn't get like Iron Man one through three, and instead it was turned into a TV show at the time. I think it would have even been more successful, like to show their backstory through a television series rather than through like a, a two hour movie frame is so much better. And I think they're going to do so much better with it. <clears throat> I think so I, I'm, I'm very Agreed. pleased and, and look forward to seeing what they do with it. Rainbow, you going to watch She-Hulk? Mm, probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, it looks, it looks pretty interesting. Um, I like the Ace Attorney aspect of everything, anyway. So I, I am cool. wondering if uh, you know how like they're doing the whole new generation of you know the Avengers and stuff. If she is going to be the replacement for the Hulk, oh. or if because I mean technically he doesn't have a protege. No, he right. doesn't. So, so I mean, it is this could be the introduction to her being new Avenger. Is she Hulk part of like the Teen Avengers or the Young Avengers or no? She was part of the Avengers, but I don't, I don't think it's the Young Avengers. I think there's like a, a, a there was an all women Avengers team, and I remember her being a part of that. And then also I remember her being part of the Spider Man, She Hulk, and I think Ice of, I I can't remember, but there was another Avenger team as well. There's a there's been a bunch of yeah (laughs) so many of them yep well news topic number two any guesses Uh, I have to look through my camera (laughs) I know it's I had some topic number two oh is it um related to the game pass oh man what game pass news talking about playstation's game pass news yes i skipped over that one i didn't get that one it's playstation it's like nah i love playstation (laughs) no actually this one uh slander 
<laughs> this one's gonna be about Activision and Blizzard's new new diversity game tool. Oh uh, yeah, this is so weird, dude. Yeah, let me uh, pu- pull this one up. You have to actually show the the graph if you can get it. If not, I can get it for you. It's so strange. I mean, every every company uses it. Probably is like there's. It's probably even used on Twitch, but like. To see it on paper is just the creepiest thing. Yeah, so this comes off of uh, Kotaku by Patricia Hernandez. Activision Activision Blizzard's new diversity game tool comes across terribly. Today, Activision Blizzard fulfilled its daily oopsie quota by blogging about how the publisher <laughs> publisher's subsidiaries have apparently been using a special tool to help develop more diverse characters. It apparently thinks it can accomplish this without, without, I don't know, actually talking to or hiring marginalized developers. Why rely on pesky, fallible humans when we have powerful data to tell us we've reached enough diversity points to start a new game culture war? Numbers don't lie. I mean, look at this. It's obvious, isn't it? The well-designed graph tells all clearly and calmly. <laughs> this is... Uh ridiculous it's ridiculous why do you have point you have points for ethnicity culture sexual orientation gender identity body type ability and age now don't get me wrong every company probably uses something like this like i'm sure this is this is what corporates use so that they can get an idea of like who to send like communities to or who to like you know uh but when it's put out on paper, it's just it, strange. It, it just looks really bad to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Why do I mean, they yeah. feel the need to share it? Like, it probably got leaked. To... No, I, I'm pretty sure it... Uh, so there's there's been an update. Overwatch dev said that they don't use this. But it's all here, right? Like Even whenever like an Overwatch dev says that they don't use it, this is too detailed for like there's a whole every character has a graph like it's crazy really Uh, every character every character yep oh wow oh i see Uh, but let me see if i can did they actually show it yeah yeah, yeah. I i have one of the pages it's the one with anna you have the link uh, for the individual photo, or do you mean like the actual tool? Oh shoot! Here it is. You see it? It's interesting because you know this is this is pretty much how the people, uh, I guess, corporations want to deal with you know not being on the bad side of, I guess, getting canceled or or getting you know in the news for bad. And they should oh, probably man. keep that stuff to themselves. Like, no one needs to know. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. I, I agree. You... It's kind of, it's so weird. It's like looking at this like, hey, don't don't make the black character evil because that's not going to look very good. We already have black black evil characters, so we don't need another right. one. Yeah. Points are subtracted from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. At the At the end of the day, like, yeah, there should be not more diversity and like character choices and all that stuff. But again, you shouldn't have to go to a graph. You can literally go, "Oh, I see that we don't have any Indian, you know, players, and we should probably make an Indian character or something like that." You don't need a new graph to tell you what you have and what you don't have. 
It's like, is I it? don't know. I get it. I get it, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, companies do this all the time, even with hiring, too. Like, mm-hmm. if they they're trying to, to keep... Because of, like, yeah. laws and stuff. Yeah. Right. So, it just sucks to see it. Funky Punk's right. They they don't actually care. They just use it as a bottom dollar. That is very true. <laughs> And it seems to be, well, I guess it worked for them. I don't know if it's gonna work with uh, Overwatch Two, but we'll see. Overwatch Two had a ninety nine percent drop in in viewership, by the way. Unless I mean, yeah, because it three, in two or three days, yeah. It kind of makes sense though. I mean, when you're uh, promoting it through like uh, Overwatch League and you're doing the Twitch promo to get the beta code, watch somebody so you can get the beta code. It's the drop off is gonna be there, like. Just because people well, are gonna try. It was the highest concurrent and the highest drop off within less than three days. Like it had the highest viewership gain of like one point six million viewers at day one, and then it dropped off to like ninety nine percent of that. Um, now I want. I do want wonder like along with those numbers, how many people are playing the beta. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I also think like a lot of people are realizing it's just more Overwatch. It's not like a different game. It's just a big patch. Yeah, it's just a big patch rework. Because once I got the beta code, I stopped watching it too. I was like, oh, got what I needed. <laughs> I literally just watched this out. The I liked Overwatch, but I got bored of it pretty quick. And I was like, oh, Overwatch 2, let's see what it's about. And I watched it, and then I realized it's just more Overwatch. So I stopped watching. <laughs> like I didn't want to play it. Something I noticed is, is when you play with friends, you play games a little bit longer. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, 100. I, I think that's what made uh, games like, um, you know, League of Legends and what's the other game that... Uh, Dota? Dota blow up. You know, you're, it's a team-based game. And I think that applies to Overwatch, but... I don't know. I don't know if your Overwatch is going to. I mean, it's 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 strong in the esports um, field. It's a really competitive. East, it's fun to watch and it's fun to to root your team on. So, uh, as long as it has an esports presence, I think it'll be fine. It just has a dip right now, and as most of us know, uh, there's always going to be a dip. But it's always a matter of what happens after. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I. I actually made this reference quite a lot, especially whenever like I was climbing to Diamond and League. And I think that in a competitive game, you can't both have fun and win. Like you can't have fun and win at the same time. <clears throat> and a lot of people don't agree with that. Unless you're like, always winning. Well, that's fun for me. So, <laughs> you know, that's the difference, but no, like, uh, I have a friend who plays a whole bunch of champions and then gets frustrated because they're not necessarily winning games. And it's because you're not playing to win. You're playing to enjoy yourself, which is fine. But you you have to sometimes separate those two things. So, Like, I play by myself to win, but I play with friends to have fun, if that makes more sense. That does make sense. I remember when I, I used to play a lot of... Uh team-based games and anytime i got yelled at by friends like we trash talking is something in a, in in the gaming community we trash talking is a part of it but my goodness it it, it can be crippling for some of us 
<laughs> oh, I, I'm very toxic when it comes to League, so I had to like mindfully think before I say things. Because, uh, yeah, because I, I trash talk a lot. And then, like, luckily the people that are I call friends generally know that it's literally in-game and then after the game it's over. But I'm that way with sports, too. Like, I'm very competitive as a person. So, like, I'd be like, you need to get your ish together. Like, what are you doing? Like, pay attention. You know, all these things. But, like, after the game, like, I'm back to, you know, positive Professor Daxter. So, <laughs> luckily most of them know that. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. Y'all got nice friends. Yeah, it's real you're bad. You're never going to talk to me like that in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, we're still friends, right? No. Give me the moment. No, <laughs> it, ha- it happens. <laughs> like, but, no. for what it's, but for what it's worth, like, I wouldn't do that in a game called like Stardew Valley. I'm, I do that in competitive games where I want to win. Like, I don't do that in every game. It's games that I want to win. Halo, I haven't played Halo competitively in years. But, like, if I started playing Halo 3 again and started getting competitive with it, there's probably some words that are probably going to escape if, like, <laughs> if I'm not winning. So It's, like, one of those things, too. Like, uh, like if we're playing ranked, I'm like, all right, we're in ranked. So you, that means let's put our tryhard socks on. Yeah. Don't come in here trying to have fun with me. I'm trying to win. But it is. Maybe, it is. maybe that's the difference for me. I'm just going to have fun. I'm not right, trying right, right. to. Yeah, that's, like, well, that's why let's win, guys. And I'm just like, because the minute you start talking to me sideways, I'm going to immediately start tanking the game. Like, <laughs> you're not going to be talking to me like that. That's why they created pubs. Yeah. That's well, a that- good point. That's literally why there's a separation from fun and, and winning in my mind, like because you you're not going to be haha in a very competitive game, especially one you've invested in. I think is a, is also a key factor in that. It's, you know, if you've invested time, effort, and sometimes money into something, and you're doing it to get better, that separation is winning is fun at that point, not so much like. But what if the person is just like not having a good day? Ooh, that's a terrible comment. And then you pound on to the like, get your act together. What's wrong with you? Like, it's just making their day even crappier than what it already was. <laughs> I don't know okay. if Wonders is in here, but Wonders is the fun the the guy that I was talking about, and we we've literally left calls mad, and then like an hour later, we'll text each other, and be like, "Hey, we good?" <laughs> like, it is what it is. That yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we do. That's why you gotta find the group of friends that you play serious with, and then the yeah. group of friends that you just have fun with. Absolutely. Oh, all right. News topic number three: PS Five VRR update. So if y'all don't know what VRR is, it's variable refresh rate. <clears throat> uh, so PS Five got a update for variable refresh uh, rate, and they did some performance tests on it. And pretty much what VRR does is it it matches your frame rate with uh, the refresh rate of your screen. <clears throat> so if you have like a 60 hertz or 120 hertz monitor or TV, the frames match up with it to make your gameplay smoother. Uh, all of you guys got PS5s? Yeah, I do. Thanks I don't. <laughs> have you guys tested this out yet? I haven't turned it on since Ratchet and Clank. Okay. <laughs> So, well, apparently, like, they tested it on Spider-Man, 
and uh, without the variable refresh rate on, it was running at 40 FPS. With it on, it runs at 46. So you're getting more frames, which means smoother gameplay. You see more data. <clears throat> uh, at some points, it was at 101. So if you got a 120 refresh rate monitor, like that's pretty, that's pretty dope. I'm talking about PC standard type frame right now. I have a question then. So yes. 46 isn't a refresh rate for a monitor. It's it's what? It's 60, 60, 1, 60 120, 144, 165, and, then, and 240. Yeah, so why are they not matching? I guess it, it's still stuck to the console issue of it, I guess, right? Yeah, it's more... Uh, it's more, I guess, they're trying to match performance without like m messing up the quality of the game. Because if the PS5 can't put out that many frames then it doesn't yeah. even matter. But even just to go to 44 to 96 frames per second in Ratchet and Clank, it really doesn't it doesn't matter like if you're getting more frames it's good, right? But it's about the, how stable it is at that frame. Rate. I was going to say I don't care about getting 96. I would rather have 60 constant than 96 irregular. So but on this Ratchet why they have like special TVs and stuff for these consoles that got released. Yeah, well, ones that well, are set to run a little bit better with the consoles. Pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much how it works, because when you have your, like, your computer monitors and stuff, or you're gaming on your computer monitors, you're trying to get something to, like, at least, at least minimum 60 hertz, if your graphics card can push out 60 FPS per second. I won't uh, play it if it's under 60. <laughs> and, and that's the Straight thing, up. like, it, it feels so different. Like, games feel different at that frame rate. And to have a stable 96 frames, like, you're going to feel the difference for sure. Yeah. What is it? Is this uh Oh, Call of Duty? 120? Steady 120 frames. Yeah. Like That's even hard on PC for what it's worth. Yeah, that's difficult on PC. So the fact that it is doing that is pretty impressive. I have a 3000 series and I, and I barely hit 144. Oh, you just got to turn it down to medium. No. For real? Nah, you just no, you're back. you're a graphics uh, snob. <laughs> he yeah. wants to see the best. I'm the same way. Like I I'm like, all right, for one of the best cards in the world for it to run subpar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll do ultra at 60 fps. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Uh huh. Uh, this was the Matrix demo. It's initially it was 24 fps, which ew. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That was bad. <clears throat> But yeah, I, played I, guess. On, I played that on Series X, and it would do like 35 to 40, and then it would dip down to like 13 in certain areas because I couldn't keep up. Yeah. But yeah, that's dope. I think that's uh, that's dope for consoles, and you know that that gap is closing even more. I think I anything think... for people to get video games and play content, and the to make it easier on developers is a good thing. I, I hate console wars. I've said it before. I say it again. I hate console wars, and I hate diehard fans. Uh, the less, the more people that can get their hands on everything, the better for everybody. I, I don't disagree, but we came from an era where some households could only afford one, if that, console. 
And as much as I would have loved to play cool ass Sonic the Hedge, Sonic, he's about Saturday morning cartoons, <laughs> Chili Dog, all of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then I got a Super Nintendo, which I'm not upset at at all. And my childhood was just based off of that because that's what we could afford. And I would go to my cousin's house and play Sonic and Sega and all of the great games there. But for the most part, I was up all night trying to figure out how do I get to the next level in Mario or how do I, you know, play Mario Kart better and all of this other stuff. So um, the console wars really only came from the fact that it's what I have versus what you have. You know what I mean? Right. Essentially. Yeah, because me and Crimson did the same thing. You know, Christmas came around. It was like, all right, which console are you going to ask for so I can ask for the other one? Yeah. Yep. Well, that's why that's why LAN became such a big thing, you know, back in the days. Like, hey, I'm going to bring my Xbox over. Cool. Let's play some Halo. Wasn't that great? It was some of the best experience, like, memories. But I will say there's nothing better. Like, Nintendo dropped the ball when it came to that intro music. Because Sega, man... Sega, so good. <laughs> Loved it. That and I think that's what um opted uh PlayStation's intro because the the intro for the play the original PlayStation sound was just essentially that without words. It was the oh I can't yeah. even make the sound, but it's it's iconic. So the Nintendo's ding sound it's they change it every time to keep it fresh if it always yeah. stayed the same it wouldn't work i don't know man i think i think sega could launch a console right now and do the sega sega from the genesis and i'd be like the sonic say like sonic game i would be all over it what are it's the titles the, would you like to see i've already said it rystar rystar is another one that i've always loved uh, that's really about it. I really don't care about the rest. I, I really liked Rystar, and I really liked uh, Sonic, but Sonic's dropped the ball over the last multiple years, so. We'll see with this new one coming out. Frontier. Yeah, I'm really excited for Frontier. So, uh, Yana, are you, are you a digital guy or a hard copy guy? Oh, great question. I'm a collector, Um, and since I'm a collector, I like hard copies um however i'm also finding myself purchasing and please y'all don't be upset at me i find myself purchasing double copies of some items sometimes just because i know it's going to be uh like it's i'm just looking forward it's a collectible <laughs> we are not going to have i'm learning more and more that these physical things are not going to exist forever and we are moving into the age of digital and and unfortunately digital stuff stuff really doesn't last forever uh look at what these some of these titles are we're we're not able to play um some of these old ps3 games or x older xbox games that were only digital we're not able to see them come up again so yeah well you might be in luck man because news topic number four xbox you're gonna have to get an xbox the Another Xbox patent Xbox. sounds cool for people buying games on disc. Anyone buying a digital-only Xbox but with a library of disc-based games might be in luck. Um, <clears throat> Microsoft have applied for a patent that, while not a perfect solution for every gripe you may have with modern consoles and digital ownership, may nevertheless be a great step forward for anyone who has a catalog of games they own on disc but have bought or are thinking of buying a digital-only console. 
The patent first spotted by GameRant Game is called Software Ownership Validation of Optical this is a long name, optical disc using secondary device. While it goes into a lot of detail about why it's being applied for and how it works, it basically boils down to users being able to insert a disc into a console that has both a disk drive and an internet connect connection, using that internet connection to validate the user's ownership of the disc, then allowing, allowing the same user to download the digital version of the same game on a second digital-only console for free. So, you may that be able to... That is it, a lot. There's a lot to this patent. But I think this is a great step forward. This is for, an Xbox patent, right? This isn't like a third party. This is Xbox. This is Xbox patent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully, you know, with Microsoft and Xbox, you know, they like, they've gotten into the whole, well, a lot of developers are going into the whole video game preservation type thing, uh, making sure these games are still around for the long haul. But, you know, one day in the future, you may be able to buy a game and still download the digital copy so you don't That's mess up your disc. Cool. That was I mean, the you... biggest. Go ahead. That was one of the biggest concerns I had that um, going into the digital era where we were talking about streaming games and, uh, you know, would you buy the digital copy versus the physical copy? And the digital copy is still the same price as the physical copy, which almost sometimes doesn't make any sense. Um, but we're, if we're thinking about what the developers, you know, anyways, long story short, it it does feel as though this is a step in the right direction because a lot of people have their still physical copies of these games. So yeah, and like I hope it's a good investment. I hope they share this patent too. Like they're like, oh, you know what? Hey, Sony, mm -hmm. you can use this too. Ironically, I I feel like Microsoft's way more into sharing than Sony is in terms of like, like even with Game Pass. And oh, every everybody knows that. Everybody yeah. knows they've been. I mean, they were pushing the whole crossplay thing, and Sony wasn't yeah. having it for a while. That's why I really like. In. I really like Xbox right now in general because it's not so much the games or it's not so much the exclusives or anything like that. I think Phil Spencer's doing a really good job of really making sure gamers come first, not so much the the companies, which is really nice to see for once. So, Also, I don't collect games, but I do collect consoles. So I'm a console collector. Do you have all the cables and cable, uh, controllers yeah. and stuff? I have all the boxes, the original boxes. Oh, wow, that's a big deal. Yeah. I think I stopped condition by any means, but I stopped used. collecting the consoles last generation. Mm. Yeah, so I didn't wait a minute. Was it last no, I don't generation? Get, like, I don't ever This buy generation. Like... I stopped this generation. <laughs> Because I'm thinking I, about it, I'm like, wait a minute, I do have all the consoles from last year. I uh, I don't have, like, the special editions, and I don't, like, I have the PS4 Pro, but I don't have, like, the original PlayStation 4 or whatever. But, like, I have one from each generation, so. Right, like, I was a, yeah. I was a day one collector. Like, I didn't go after, like, the, you know, the Slims and stuff. I did go, end up going with the PS4 Pro. But I had the original PS4. That was such also. a huge upgrade for the PS4. Yeah, so that was one of those. I was like, oh, you know what? I have to get this one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had a 4K TV. I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. I got to do it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, 
I hope this is something that comes out very soon because uh, I do I do prefer to buy hard copy games, but it's so much easier to have digital where I can just you just hit a button again. on your your exactly your console and it's I don't done. have to go find a disc and yeah. take it out and put it back in. Worry about my kids destroying it or losing it yeah. or losing it. Or also, have the it. issue of the space. Like, I think space is the most infuriating part of like consoles right now. It's like how little space you get, even with a terabyte. It's just minuscule. When you know a COD game in Warzone takes up ninety percent of the whole it. thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's why they be pushing those externals. I got some <laughs> for my consoles. It sucks. <laughs> So I have a question. When you guys get those externals, do you like write or put a sticky note or some type of noting like which games you have stored on which ones? Or do you just be like, all right, let me try this one. Let me try this one. Let me try this one. Professor? So for me, the Xbox is just a thumb drive that goes in the back. It's a one terabyte, I think it is, SSD, and it just goes straight into the back. Uh, I have a baggie of like SSDs, but the, the main SSD that I have for that's external for my PC stays with me on the PC at all times. So that way I have five terabytes of SSD. Uh, personally, I have an Excel spreadsheet that lets me. Spreadsheet? No, it's. I was not expecting that. <laughs> don't yeah, don't be calling it. Yeah, here I am talking about do y'all have sticky notes, and Yano's like, no, 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 we're we're past that. We have spreadsheet. Yano has an uh, Yano has an attorney that he calls just in case, just to like make sure he gets the right one. It's a liquid cool room. Okay, so here's the problem. I <laughs> ran into a couple years ago. I uh, I owned so many games on so many different platforms that I started forgetting what I had on what and started purchasing double copies of things. And it started getting a little expensive, especially since I couldn't even remember logins and I had problems with all kinds of things. So I cre uh I created a Excel spreadsheet um with some help and I keep track of literally every game, what platform it's on, when when it was purchased, whether or not I completed it, um and what else would oh and I rated it and how many players it was and how whether it was co op or not. So yeah, yeah. It's fun factor. The... You're taking this spreadsheet real serious. I, I love video. You have games. it filtered too, so you can you can. It can be uh, Only show your four star or your <laughs> five star game. It can be <laughs> and it was color coded up until uh, some of the, uh, like for example, Xbox is green, obviously. Nintendo's red. Uh, Sega games are blue. Um, PlayStation. That's the other part. I had PlayStation originally as gray, but then they changed their color, and now Sega, Sony PlayStation's uh, logo or appearance is blue, so it sometimes is contrast, so I had to change the the color, like, change it slightly to a lighter blue, just so I know this is Sega and this is PlayStation. Um, Are you serious about this spreadsheet? It's not that big a deal. You asked, so I was just sharing. <laughs> he was so excited to bring out his spreadsheet. He got them glasses on point. He's ready. He's got that. I was waiting for uh, the little the, the screen to come down, and he's going to whip out his little pointer and be like, let me show you here. Now, if you see here in 1997, this game came out. <laughs> I gave it a four star, but honestly, it had critically acclaimed. 
If I can find it, I'll share. Since it's I'll updated, it's moved over to 5.5 stars. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't updated it for at least a year, so I've, I'm behind. Oh, Lord. I know. I haven't been buying that many games, to be honest with you. Uh, Can't relate. <laughs> while uh, Yano is pulling up his spreadsheet of the unlimited games that he has. <laughs> unlimited. Yeah, I said it. Uh, news topic number five is, speaking of, you know, you said you buy one copy, maybe two of a game to collect it. Uh, skyrocketing, re- this is from Kotaku uh, by Ethan Gax. Skyrocketing retro game price manipulation controversy goes to court. Wada Games is accused of racketeering and taking too long to ship games back to customers. Uh, the, this is a long article. Uh, the market frenzy leading to record-breaking prices for retro games appears to have slowed since last year, but frustration over the collectible grading firm at the center of the spike hasn't. Earlier this week, a number of Wada Games customers filed a class-action lawsuit attempting to put an end to some of the seemingly shady business dealing that allegedly sparked the recent gold rush in classic games like Super Mario 64 and The Legend of Zelda. Filed in the Central District Court of California, the class action lawsuit is on behalf of Jacob Knight, Jack Cribs, and Jason Dose, as well as other potentially similarly situated individuals. They accuse Wada Games and Owner Collectors Universe of pumping up a bubble around the retro game collecting, misleading customers, and a pattern of racketeering activity. So basically the way it works is that collectors send their games to WADA to determine how pristine and rare they are. WADA charges fees to expedite the process and a commission of 2% on games valued at over $2,500. And now some of those collectors are claiming WADA ripped them off by hyping up the retrograde market and then charging a premium for its services while failing to return games owners sent sent it to grade in a timely manner. Wait, this wait, so a, basically, so what ended up happening is, is they're giving them false grades to get more money? It seems like because they were holding on to it for so long that they had to pay more to get it graded. Because oh. the higher the value something is, the more money it costs you to grade it. Yeah. So they take they're the commission. They're holding us up hostage. What's that? That's like they're basically holding the person's property hostage. Like, oh, a Mario, a Super Mario sixty four with a nine point eight A plus plus sold for one point five six million dollars. That's incredible. That's yeah. insane. And this mint condition Super Mario sixty four only fetched only fetched two hundred forty thousand at auction in October. Yeah, because it's a mint ninety five. Yeah, they say is... how many people are in that class action. Uh, no, there's a lot. Seeks an injust, uh, injunction requiring WADA to immediately cease make false statement, cease making false statements about expected turnaround times for grading services. So they're getting sued more for the fact that they're giving false like turnaround times. Like I, so. I didn't even know that you could. Like I know you can get comic books and cards <laughs> and stuff graded and minted and put it. But I didn't even know you could do this with video games. You could do it with anything, anything that has a value. This mm-hmm. is crazy, and I really <laughs> wish I would have thought about this when I got my Super Mario 64. The <laughs> crazy part is that people are actually sending this stuff in. Like Packages get lost in the mail all the time. All the time. 
Like, Could you imagine? <laughs> they're taking yeah, a big yeah, gamble just game. even doing that. Yeah, it does suck because then you got to get the insurance on it and pay the insurance just in case it gets lost so you can be reimbursed. And then you have a chance for it to get broken on the shipping. Mm-hmm. Oh, so many times does that happen. You know, imagine a one point six or one point five six million dollar Super Mario sixty four that you own comes back to you after it's minted and it's just cracked. That's sad. Because you already paid them. You they they already got their money. So. Right. And then you gotta. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Yo, somebody really spent that much money to go knock that penguin off that 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 uh, ice ice shelf thing. <laughs> If they open that, isn't that crazy? This happened with a, I mean, this just happened over like the whole pandemic too. Like the whole rise of collectibles in general, everything just went up. Yeah. Yo, I wonder how much uh, 007 Goldeneye sold for. Probably not as much as Super Mario, right? Like Super Mario is better across all boards, I would say, right? How much do you think it went for you? Crap. No. Did you see how big she was? Jesus. Wait, what? You wouldn't? I would. Nah, did you see how big she was? Yo, <laughs> yo, Crab Mo Stink said, would you tap She-Hulk? Yes or no? Yes, for sh- absolutely. Y'all are nuts. Y'all She'd be tapping me, bro, because she's huge. <laughs> Y'all lost your minds. What? That's not even a question. How did we even get here? Somebody in chat, I think. Oh, man. But yeah, I do you think Super Mario Bros. sixty four or Super Mario sixty four is the best selling sixty four game? Probably. Yeah. Oh, or that or Legend of Zelda. Yeah, that or it's either oh, that double oh seven Golden Eye or that. Yeah, those we are need three. to ask Yano's spreadsheet. It has. What is the best selling in sixty four game? Super Mario Bros. got sold for two million, but it wasn't sixty-four. Let's see here. Crazy. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, Super Mario World, Mario Kart, GoldenEye, Legend of Zelda, Smash Brothers, Pokemon Stadium, and then Donkey Kong sixty-four. Yo, Pokemon Stadium made it. Let's go. Oh, of course, bro. That was the first like. 3D that was my Pokemon favorite. game. That was such a good game, dude. <laughs> Which one was number one? Super Mario uh, 64. 64. Yeah, yeah so I feel like list, if you bought a 64 and you didn't buy Super Mario 64, like the top ten for the 64 specifically is Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, 007, uh, Ocarina of Time, Smash, Pokemon Stadium, Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Kong Racing. What a good game, by the way. Star Fox 64. And Banjo Kazooie. I'm really glad Banjo got put on there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pokemon Snap was below that. Then Majora's yeah. Mask, Pod Racer, Episode One it. Racer. That was a good game. Yo, they that game had insane nostalgia. Then Wave but Racer. That Super Mario 64 sold for 11.9 million. Wow. Woo. That's Yo, a lot. My of Pokemon money. Stadium sold for five. <laughs> Uh, 5.46. That's good. Not a bad price. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Nintendo. If you can hear this, make another Pokemon Stadium for the Switch. Thank you. Make it happen. Yeah. 
You know, imagine Nintendo reaches out to me, you know, we want you a part of this. I'm like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys you would guys... never see me again. <laughs> I would be right? gone. <laughs> you got any of you guys played the Lego games? Yes. No, oh, I heard I... they did it really well. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, uh, uh, Harry Potter, and Star Wars were some of the best ones. The new Star Wars did really well. Really well. Deuce topic number six. Off of Kotaku by Zach Swizen. Lego Star Wars becomes first non-Nintendo game to top Switch charts in over a year. Oh, wow. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Actually, I think it for a number uh, for April, it was the number one selling game. It was the highest uh, selling game. Yep. Yeah. Did some okay, so Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga did something very few games have done over the last few years. It topped April's MPD Switch sales chart, becoming the first non-Nintendo published game to do so in over a year. And Skywalker Saga not only topped the Switch sales charts last month, but the charts of all other consoles too, according to the latest MPD data. According to the MP- MPD data shared today, the latest family-friendly Lego adventure from TT Games has been ha- was the best-selling game in April, even beating, even beating Elden Ring, which is right behind it at number two. Should be noted that Elden Ring is also selling very well, even outselling Call of Duty. As mentioned, also, Elden Ring, uh, to bring up to Elden Ring, was at the end of that list. Like, that was at the end of that month. So, we'll see more this month from Elden Ring. Than right. with yeah. as, mes- as mentioned, Skywalker Saga was also, also the top-selling game on all of the platforms and MPD monitors, which includes Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. It's snagging the top of the Switch sales charts for April is a big deal, as Nintendo published games almost always lead the MPD Switch charts. A non-Nintendo title grabbing the top spot is not a common occurrence. The last third-party game to accomplish this feat was Monster Hunter Rise in March 2021. This happened so rarely that I had to dig back quite a, quite a lot to find another instance of a non-Nintendo title topping the chart. In fact, the last time it happened was all the way back in April 2019 with the release of Mortal Kombat 11 on Switch. If, his, if history is an indicator, it's likely that the Skywalker Saga's time at the top will be fleeting, as non-Nintendo title, titles rarely repeat this feat two months in a row. This is yet another example of how important exclusive games are to Nintendo and its consoles, which probably helps explain why the company has so many bangers lined up for later this year. The partic- that's particularly so in comparison to the other consoles which seem to keep having big exclusives delayed these days. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, like Breath of the Wild. Is this only on Switch? No, uh, it's on PC, uh, next-gen consoles, it's on everything. Because I really like the LEGO games. It looks fantastic. Like, it's really pretty. Also, I wanted to add to that uh, another big gaming announcement that happened this week. Um, what's that BR game called? Not BR? Warzone. Yeah, the Battle Royale. Not Fortnite, the other one. Apex. Uh, Apex, Apex Legends oh. hit two two billion dollars in sales this week. they just came out with the um, um season two. yeah that new season with the new character the mm-hmm. castle two so billion dollars that's in, a lot of money in like just like uh purchases for the season pass and loot boxes in, and stuff like yeah, that cosmetics, yeah. that's free crazy. game by the way free game <laughs> <laughs> time to make free one game yeah I'm going to make a game where you have to start a podcast. 
sounded like a game where you go to my channel and sub to me. <laughs> That's the only premise. <laughs> that is it. Speaking of uh, subbing to your channel, uh, Dax, mm -hmm. Twitch came out with some pretty big news. Oh, I love this. This is such yeah. a good topic. Love it. Yes, it really is. So, for those that do not know, you know, for Twitch channels have emotes and stuff, right? You never get to see who made those emotes, but let's watch this. Super cool. So for yeah. those that for the audio listeners, pretty much Twitch came out with an emote artist uh, attribute attribute for your channel. So whatever emotes you upload, you can also tag the creator of the emote, and it also tells you when they're live. So uh, yeah, Daxter, you know you make a lot of emotes, and they're all pretty fantastic. How do you feel about this? I've actually made emotes for four channels now. My emotes are on four separate channels. And uh, yeah, I really like this. I, I think it's really cool that all you have to do, one, there's a lot of times where I'll like be in a chat with somebody and I really like their emotes. Like I absolutely love their emotes. And this way I can go, oh, snap, that's cool. I really like Wolfie's emotes or, you know, whoever made them or whatever. I, I just think it's really, it, there's nothing wrong with giving uh, credit where credit's due. And it also helps the uh, the artists in general, not even me, but like every artist across the board. If you like their emotes and their style, you can reach out to them directly that way. Oh, that's pretty cool, too, because if you're the creator and you hop on their channel, you get the artist chat badge. Right. We get our own oh, badges. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this. I think it's something that uh, should have been there a long time ago, but I'm really glad that Twitch is like doing this. You know what that tells me? Twitch is going to forever be evolving until Twitch is no longer the top of the platform of streaming networks. But right now, Twitch is looking at how to, or the people behind Twitch are looking at how to better the platform. I think YouTube um, is catching up, and I think them catching up at an exponential rate scares Twitch, and I think that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Oh, yeah, is you know, comp yeah, exactly. What you were gonna say? Yeah. <laughs> I am know, curious. Did you know that YouTube Gaming just released? Uh, they never had um, gifted subs. Now they just released it. Yeah, it like the, three days that's ago. That's a big yeah. deal. It's a huge deal. Yeah, uh, competition breeds what innovation. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do have a question. Phrase. Yep. Professor, how do you feel, or how does everyone feel about? The, I don't know if you saw in the the messages, but uh, it also shows that this may be related to uh, allowing these badges to also be, or these emos to be NFTs. Does that have any, does that make your, no thoughts? I don't like NFTs. I, they're they're going to make they're them already, NFTs? That you can make it an NFT, yes. Oh, I mean, shoot. I mean, I guess any way, extra way to make money is always a good thing, but 
I think NFTs are they they're they're they've already started crashing. I don't know too much about it. I just know that they started crashing like last week and a lot of people lost a lot of money. But I I'm impartial. I don't really care if you have an NFT in a game or if you have an NFT anywhere. Great as long as it doesn't affect me. I don't really mind. Yeah, it's pretty much a risky investment. I mean, but if it does take off, if they do it the right way, especially with the metaverse coming, it could it's be a non-fungal token or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty much digital ownage. It's pl- it, it's it's a uh, beanie babies but digital. Yeah, it can be all <laughs> types exactly of stuff. Exactly what it is. Yeah, like I don't know, like uh, if I was to put it in like gaming aspect, like you you could possibly make like a map for some game, and it'd be an NFT, and then they would have to buy it from you to use it in their game. Uh, essentially, a rookie G. However, the you would have to create it in a digital way so that only you would own that that the original copy. Right, right, right. So, so that emote is specifically if he turned it into an NFT, he would have the rights to that emote, and no one else could use it. Now, can somebody copy and paste it? Yeah, sure. But like, you'd have the actual, you'd actually have the certificate of ownership, essentially. Yeah, which means you could make money off of it. Yeah. But hey, you use my stuff. Pay yeah. me. It's it's like Pay art. Me. It's like a really high end art. You know how like if you go to a museum, you can get you can get the original Mona Lisa, for instance, or whatever, or you can get prints of the Mona Lisa. I, I believe. Ricky said, "Can you sue?" I believe you can because it's almost like a almost like a copyright. Yeah, yeah, you can DMCA them. Yeah, it's pretty uh. Pretty complicated. Uh, but, you know, enough about NFTs. We're getting to the end of the show. and uh, for The NFTs of the show. The NFTs of the show. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Rainbow Kisses hosts her own uh, section of the podcast called Rainbow's Pot of Gold, where you can, she, pretty much you guys can join the Discord and ask any questions inside of the thread for getting to the pot of gold and she'll ask us questions live and we answer them uh if that's something you would like to do the discord link is in the chat and yeah you can ask us questions so we're gonna go ahead and cut over to that segment right now oh yeah we're about to go to the trippy one got it i like this part People's eyeballs are about to burn out there. No, I changed it. I changed it. It was too abrasive. Oh, this is nice. I like the I like the uh watercolor. Yeah, this is more subtle. I almost had a seizure last time. So yeah, I was gonna say I had to like <laughs> stare away. So yeah, welcome to know? uh get into the pot of gold with rainbow kisses. What's up? Hey guys. Hello. I have a questions for you guys. I'm pretty sure I thought of them at like 3 a.m. <laughs> Those are the best questions. <laughs> she wakes uh, up in a cold sweat and just starts writing. <laughs> I'm gonna ask this right now. Sadly, I've been awake this past week up really late because it sounds like I have two bears sleeping next to me since they've been sick. Oh. But yeah. Alrighty, let's get started. The first question is, what is one of your turnoffs 
It can be any any ah, can be in any type of relationship or people trait in general. Turn off? Mm-hmm. Like is in is it is it sexually or is it a turn off like is in you it don't can like be no it can be anything. Anything? Mm-hmm. For me? I don't like Oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you can even finish, nah, you right? go. <laughs> okay, so I for me a turn off would be <laughs> uh I don't like when people are negative. I if negativity breeds negativity. Um so not a fan of negativity. So if somebody says something like, you know, ugh, it's it's raining outside and now I guess my day is ruined. You know, that that is negativity and it would be like ugh. 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 <laughs> That's my it's subtle. <laughs> so my turn off is bad feet. I knew somebody was going to put feet in here. <laughs> I knew someone was. Bad feet, moist feet, crusty feet. Like, I so get wait, it. There's, a, there's, there's too much moisture, and then there's too much dryness. We, you got to be right You got to be in the middle. middle. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, ah, oh, feet, feet. First off, feet are gross anyway. I mean, if you like feet, no, yo, that's cool. Great. But like, if you have bad feet, it, it's yeah. It's not like I'm gonna hate you, but I'm not gonna date you. So it's a good thing. So I'm what married. do you do when your kid puts their feet on you? Cause so, kids just do that for no daggone reason. So kids' feet are different. They don't count. Like they don't have feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, because because you know, like baby feet and the kids' feet, like their feet are so new to the world but but they can still be sweaty moist moist <laughs> if it's my kids feet it's okay other kids feet probably not because i don't know where their feet been but yeah feet it's just a tough one i, I don't blame you <laughs> i don't I want people relation- feeding my i have feet. a relationship one and then i have like just a over the like an overarching one the relationship one for me is jealousy never like jealousy it drives me up a wall i'm just not a jealous person so that's probably that one but the the one it's kind of the same as yano except a little different i hate people that complain but don't change like uh if they feel overweight for instance but they refuse to go to the gym i i can't stand stuff like that like you are in you are in control of your own person Fix what you can. Don't complain about it. Stop like, li- don't woe is me. I guess is the best way to that I would put it. That's your two. That's that's my relationship, and that's my just like overarching. I've actually had to cut people out of my life because they just continuously like, woe is me. My life is horrible. You know, I'm I'm overweight. Like I whatever it is, and it's just like you can change these things. I want two. I want I want one more body odor. Not a fan of it. For real. Not a fan of it. That's yeah, that's a turn a, off for me. That's a the worst big feeling. One. The worst feeling is whenever like you're good until you go out and then you start sweating. 
and then you have no way of fixing it. Oh, I hate it. Because you, even Look, if anybody it, else can't smell you, you can smell yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they just try to do the like, play it off like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> oh, I'm good. Oh, oh man. Dude, this is mine. This is what I do. I go. That's, that's <laughs> my tester. You got to stretch with my nose and my armpit. Why do you keep stretching? I, you know, it's my arms hurt. <laughs> oh, Lord. What is, what is that from? Oh, my that's God. What movie is that from? Remember the one with this? I'm a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is got a name. What is that movie called? <laughs> no idea. Oh, man. Something perfect. No, that's not it. No. No, a- anyway. Late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> Did we answer your questions, Rainbow, to your satisfaction? Uh, the feet one just <laughs> threw me off immediately. But yeah, um, my next question for you guys is, if you could do anything in life without worrying about money, bills, etc., what would it be? I want to be a pilot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. You can't, Go ahead, you know, tell them about you your great great granddaddy. You can't <laughs> even you can't even read chat on time. I don't expect you to fly my plane. But I got this. <laughs> Yo, even if he does read chat in time, like he doesn't read it well, you know what I mean? So like he'd be like he'll be like, You need to take a left at Albuquerque. And Ooh. then he'll be like, Did you say north at like in right. Detroit? <laughs> I thought that said landing gear. Hmm. <laughs> Class that mountain twice already. <laughs> Why is the ground get, getting closer and closer? I don't understand. Take oh, you anywhere boy. you want to go. <laughs> Why Deanna pilot? Would be the only one. Deanna would be the only one to do this. <laughs> I'm about take to get ready to fly. So Let me take better. these off. <laughs> don't need these anymore. Why a pilot though? I, first off, I I I have a tremendous fear of flying. Um, and the best way to overcome, personally, my <laughs> professor's laughing. Oh come on, guys! I'm gonna be a pilot because <laughs> I'm terrified. Duo code said, "Imagine not reading the dials in order and mixing up altitude and the oxygen." <laughs> oh lord! Everybody sleep. I must be doing well. Just, oh God. I, I just I wanted one. I th- I believe one that would overcome my fear of flying, and then two. Uh, I like the idea of being able to go just about anywhere. So, I actually have a friend who's a pilot. She drives Boeing's. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like she'll just travel to like Germany one day and then just take a day. <laughs> she just has a she just has a Boeing parked in her driveway. No, no, no. She's an actual pilot. No, I'm just kidding. But. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's definitely cool. I don't know if you should, you know, become a pilot to test your fears, <laughs> wait until your fears are settled before you do that. But yeah, yeah. If I can do anything in the world without worrying about money and bills and stuff, I would literally, so I saw this, uh, there was this couple that, uh, I want to say they sold they sold all their like they their houses, uh, they quit their jobs, and I they traveled 
to every country in the world with like $300,000. Yeah. And they, I don't know, it didn't take them that long. It was like less than a year. Like they would stay in each place for like one or two days. But I would do that. Yeah. That sounds cool. Is that almost like backpack? <clears throat> Backpacking. Yeah. I met a guy when I was younger. I was way younger. I think I was like 16 or 15 or whatever. I was working at McDonald's and uh, he came in. He had a bike and he was biking from West Virginia to California. And I was just like, Jiminy, that sounds like such a long trip. I could not imagine like biking, like physical biking, not like a bicycle or not like a motorcycle, like an actual bicycle. Oh, oh, that yeah. changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are you guys not reacting? He's taking a freaking bicycle. Because I was like, oh, motorcycle, they're going cross country. That sounds cool. That sounds and then cool. you yeah. said, yeah, no, then no, you bicycle. said pedals. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Never. Yeah. So that's, I thought that was really dream. cool, but no, for me, honestly, I just, if I didn't have to worry about money, I would, I would just do every hobby, just everything. You know what I mean? Like I just, I get, I love learning new things. Like if I could be in school forever, I probably would be. Um, yeah. Like if but, cost wasn't an issue. Right. Uh, but also like comedy and like mm. content creating, like just be making people laugh and stuff is what I enjoy doing. So can I have two? I want to. So I, want I to would say. Oh, hey, yeah, no. I, I would <laughs> say, I would say for me, if money was never an issue, I would just do every hobby. But at the end of the day, I just want to make people happy and laugh and stuff. So. Not trying to steal professors, but stand up sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have anything nice in this podcast, guys. So you would do. <laughs> you would do stand up. I would love to do stand up. Honestly, you should do it. Should just right. do it. You can do just that do now. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's just like hilarious without even trying. I don't think he realizes it. I'd, right, I'd come to your show. Thanks for my compliments, guys. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> I love yours. Yours were great, I, man. Riding no, a bicycle pretty, across the country sounds amazing. <laughs> I thought I'm funny, but I guess Yano's the funny one. So whatever. No, it's different. We laugh with <laughs> you. We laugh at him. That's fair. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> what? You know what we should we should do that. You know we we're gonna do an IRL stream. You're gonna do your first comedy show. Oh my god! Yo, we it should do be... a night kids comedy show. And I'm just a whole bunch of people. I just make sure everybody laughs because I'm just laugh. gonna laugh for no <laughs> reason. I don't know if uh, Rainbow remembers, but I did do a stand up comedy night um, using. <laughs> Uh, what is that one rainbow? It's something comedy, the comedy app, and I stood up in front of an audience digitally. This was during the pand, the beginning of the. Oh, pandemic. was it that that VR mm. one? It was. <laughs> oh my god, that 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 one. Oh my. God. How did that, that go? That was hilarious. It was a good time. Everyone seemed to enjoy themselves. So yeah, that's and you got to hear everybody else's jokes as well. Like it was just hilarious. I'm oh so yeah. We're for me, I'm so bad at coming up with materials. I'm so, like, the dream for me as a comedian is to have a heckler. Like, that's how I'll do well. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody, I, like, I like to feed off people. That's how you know you made it, if you have a heckler. Yeah. yeah. Or a tackler. Or a tackler. You said I'd be to try to tackle Dave Chappelle? 
Or did tackle Dave Chappelle. He got messed. No, he didn't tackle him, did he? I thought no, he, he got did. messed up. He tackled um, him. Oh, but okay. he got no. jacked up afterwards. Yeah, he did. All right, we got one last question. Who is one person you'd love to meet and why? <gasps> Go ahead, Yano. You look like you're bursting at the seams. Okay, so <clears throat> I feel like we talked about it briefly before uh, starting today's podcast, but I want to switch it up a little bit, and I would like to actually meet a Gandhi. A who? Mahat Gandhi. Oh, like, said, oh. like the guy who put himself on fire. Hey, like, Gandhi. I don't think he put himself on. Did did he? No, he didn't. That's not how he pet died, is it? Now oh, it got me quite second question. What? Though. What did he say? I thought He's... Gandhi caught himself on fire as a protest. Am I dumb? I don't think I, you're dumb, but look, I don't know if that's what happened. I just know he was very Mahatma Gandhi. This is not a history. He was assass- he, no, no, he was assassinated. He was assassinated. So who lit themselves on? <laughs> yeah, who? Where did you get that storyline from? Why? Why? Why Gandhi? Because I would like to ask him where his mindset. When? When did he decide this is the path he wanted to go on in life? Because we're all kind of figuring out our way through life. And he he made a decision and he stuck with it for the rest of his life. So I would love to, I think I would learn so much from him, to be honest with you. So yes, it would be Gandhi. Also, to answer your question, it was He's Vietnamese. I don't know his name, but uh, he's a monk who caught himself on fire as a protest. Oof. At a busy That's road a in Sagan intersection. That is a well, that's one way to protest. I'll say that much. If I could meet anyone, it would be the spider that bit Peter Parker. Oh, that's a cool one. <laughs> yeah. Man spider. <laughs> so that way I could be Spider-Man. What a very specific answer and well thought out. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> I've thought about this before. Uh, for cool. me... It's my favorite streamer of all time. Uh, he is who I actually aspire to be in terms of yeah, like uh, that. He's second, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he he was number one until he took my comedy idea. Anyways, um, <laughs> now so this guy, I, he's actually been to my channel. I've actually talked to him like on Twitter and stuff like that, but I've never like actually. It, I it's like me in a concert yelling at a superstar and him being like, yeah, I heard you, but it was not the same as like an actual conversation interaction. Co Carnage is, is oh, mine. Carnage. I love Co. He is, if you've seen my channel, it's very close resembling his. Um, he's all about spreading good vibes and he's kind of like the first one who did it. He's safe for work. Uh, he's just an overall good person. He pays his moderators, which I plan on doing once I you know make it a certain big um he has like mod days he just does everything that he can he's been in games movies he's voice acts now like just awesome that's pretty cool he's just a good person and it's very hard to, it's really rare to find somebody who's just a good person on this platform you know 
Especially people that have made it, made it like big streamers. Awesome. I looked, I looked them up, or at least I'm looking them up right now, and I love how clean the stream looks. Um, mm. I'm gonna check them out further, but I was looking at. Unfortunately, I saw he had the check mark. I, I I don't know. It's just something that popped into my head. I was like, he has a check mark with only one thousand four hundred thousand million. <laughs> and then I was just like, wait a second, that's an M. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, For that's cool. Many, many people. <laughs> yeah, he has many, many, many people. No, no, he's a good person. Uh, he just, he gives back. He literally, so I made a tweet on Twitter when Ghost of Tsushima came out. I'm like, man, I really wish that I had the money to get this game so I could watch Co because I don't want it, like, spoiled for me. He came to my stream that night and donated $75. Ooh, Ooh. Like, just because he could like he didn't have That's to awesome. obviously. it's just that is awesome really cool stuff i've messaged him on like his thoughts on like growing on the channel and all that stuff and he's actually responded with a well thought out answer it wasn't just like i don't know what to tell you kid you know what i mean but yeah awesome person super cool. awesome <laughs> rainbow was that the last question that was you guys only get three only oh, three no. All right, you guys need to go on the Discord. Make sure you guys ask some more questions so you can get to know us more or just ask us crazy questions that we will answer. Uh, yeah, before we get out of here. Feet. <laughs> yeah, feet, crusty feet, moist feet. So you got to be somewhere in the middle. <clears throat> All right, last thing before we get out of here. Uh, games coming out this week. Uh, this is brought to you by Game Informer. New releases coming out this week is... Umarangi Generation on Xbox Series XS, Xbox One. That actually came out today. Uh, Vampire, The Masquerade, Swan Song, P5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And I believe Vampire, this, I don't think this is the same Vampire, but it could be. But that's coming out on PS Plus. And that's probably, if you don't have that game, you should try it. It's really good. Uh, Dolmen, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on the 20th. And that's your games coming out this week. Pretty dry this week. Yeah, it is a slow week for releases. Because you know a lot of games did get delayed. Also, this oh. is around the time when games start calming down. We won't see yeah. like, a huge influx until like October-ish. Yeah, because we got like uh, Summerfest, summer E3... <laughs> You know, everybody's making big announcements or will be making big announcements. <clears throat> and that is it for the show, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you did enjoy the show, uh, please check us out. The podcast is on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. I will post the link in the chat. You can check out our anchor page. Also, guys, uh, if anybody's in here who hasn't yet, make sure you guys follow. Uh, we need 50 followers so that we can work towards affiliate. That way we can start working on getting seen more uh, through the algorithm. So if you guys haven't yet, please make sure to do that. We're almost there. And if you guys go on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating. I don't care if it's a one-star rating. The ratings help regardless. Uh, let's uh, find... Oh. Yeah, where uh can we find you guys? Are you guys streaming this week? What's going on? 
so this week I will be going out of town uh, and I won't be back for roughly about two or three weeks. Um, uh, let's see here. But for updates as to when I will be returning to a stream, you can find me at Twitter at underscore at NK underscore Yano Nick or at Twitch dot uh, TV forward slash Yano Nick. <laughs> you did better. You did better. Dax, where can we find you, man? Uh, hi. It is Professor Daxter. You can find me on Twitch at Professor underscore Daxter or Professor Daxter on Twitter with a space. Uh, or yeah, Professor Daxter with a space. Uh, I'm also doing YouTube now, so if you guys wouldn't mind following there, uh, I've been working my butt off. I actually don't know how YouTube works when it comes to like the actual channels, but here's a link if you guys want. Uh, I'm just trying to get some viewership on there if you guys could help. If not, that's fine too, but thank you guys so much for watching, <laughs> and uh, until next time. Rainbow, where, where can we find you at? Um, you can find me on Twitter, X underscore Rainbow Kisses. What about you? Where can you uh, find you? You can find me, BTG, at Black and Tie Guy Plays on Twitch, Black and Tie Guy Plays on IG, and NK underscore BTG Plays on the Twitter. Let's find somebody Sorry. to raid, guys. Sorry, I got hella distracted. I got three subscribers since we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. I also make sure to join the Discord. The Discord is uh, something that we're trying to get more and more active, and you know, make it easier for everybody to talk. And you can also know when we're all live and any updates with any of us. So very true and you'll also be updated on the podcast but you guys can see us here every tuesday at 8 30 p.m eastern time unless otherwise posted you got uh, anybody you ready today ryu hashira is live right now i believe doing a crew battle in super smash brothers ultimate sounds dope uh give me the name i'm posting it right now Ryu Hashira. Just what? Just wait till we get in there. I, if he's in the middle of a match, uh, I I think we might need a few seconds. But he's going to give or uh, do a great job of welcoming in everyone being raided in. So stick around. Oh, also another really cool point before we raid out i am starting voice acting i'm going to get some lines and i'm going to start Ooh, doing uh congratulations I'm gonna, yeah oh. i'm going to do i want to do narration specifically like the narrator because i have that you're, kind of voice so. you're one step closer to doing every hobby that's yeah. the goal that is the goal <laughs> all right Thanks thank you guys for joining yeah. see you guys next tuesday bye <laughs> later <laughs> Hey. Mm -hmm.